This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Hey guys, guess where I am? I'm not stuck behind a mic in Ardston in Dallas. No, for the first time in 18 months, I went on a thing called an airplane, masked up, all that good stuff, and went to one of my most favorite destinations, San Diego. You may think I'm at the beach. No, I'm going to even a better place. It's called the San Diego Humane Society. And I am so happy because on our show is one of our favorite guests, yep, back again, and we're talking about the president, and he's a veterinarian, of the San Diego Humane Society, and his name is Dr. Gary Weissman. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gary. Thanks, Arden. It's great to see you. It's been forever. I know. I miss you, man. I didn't get any taller. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. But I have still that tall phone voice when you You're at the right height to actually take uh, play with dogs and cats. Thank you, thank you. I love that. That's a compliment. And we also have on our show uh, Nina Thompson. She is the Director of Media Relations. And we're going to get this party started after we pay for the show. So you guys know the drill. we got to sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, Pet Pals, Arden Moore here with some great news. When you plan to travel with your pup or treat them to fun times outdoors, our friends at Carlson Pet Products have Mutts Have Products. Carlson Pet Products offers an array of pet pens. They're lightweight, foldable, and tucked nicely in a carry bag for storage. You can also add an attachable canopy to create a shaded outdoor oasis for your dog. Nice. So dash over to carlsonpetproducts.com today and pick the perfect pet pen for your canine pal. Get 25% off your order plus free shipping using the promo code PETLIFE at carlsonpetproducts.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. All right. I have a BFF at home and a BF. The BF answers to uh, the name Kona, as an ice cream Kona, a terrier mix. And my BFF answers to the name Casey. That stands for best feline friend 
because Casey is a ginger boy who hails from the San Diego Humane Society, and he is my first ginger boy. And since I adopted him nearly seven years ago, he has gotten the training to be a certified therapy pet, and he rocks it as pet safety cat Casey. He teaches with Kona our veterinarian-approved pet first aid classes. So he's a, an alum, not a rescue of San Diego Humane Society. We're going to get right into all the good things that the San Diego Humane Society is doing with the top dog. We're talking Dr. Gary Weissman. So what do you think? You've got, um, you've got a cat named Casey that's helping spread the word. Yeah, Casey's a great ambassador. It's <laughs> wonderful. We didn't want Casey to leave Southern California, though. And then you went up and catnapped him and <laughs> took him to Dallas. But that's okay. Spreading the good word there. Yeah, it's kind of family thing, family thing. But I haven't been here for a few years. And I'm like, buildings are popping up like hotels on uh, you know, a Monopoly board. So tell us, you've got some amazing new things in just the last few years. Nina took us on an amazing yeah, tour of the kitten. New thing here too. Yeah. <laughs> Nina's been here for what three? Yeah. Three yeah. years now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're lucky to have her. You are getting close to your ten-year anniversary. Yeah, next year, you're, are you, I think you're calling me old. No, no, I'm calling you a decade of dynamite. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, the alliteration too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we um we grew a lot. I guess when you left, um, we had the Oceanside campus and right. Escondido campus probably. Right. And then since then, we uh, opened up a campus in El Cajon and Ramona, and have really hugely expanded this main campus here in San Diego. Right. And I have to share with you all because you're going to see the picture on the episode thing. We were here. I'm here with my wife Julie and my great friend Jocelyn. And we're like, well, where are we going to park? Which building are we going to go? And also, we see this thing that says parking reserved for Ardenmore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this is it. So that was very nice of you. We leave it there every day. Oh, okay. And you finally oh, showed yeah. up. <laughs> it's only been seven years. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so let's get into it because, as you've said before, the identity, the definition of what a shelter is, it's more of a community a place for many, many services. So if somebody had to ride an elevator with you and said, hey, Dr. Gary, what the heck does the San Diego Humane Society do? Don't you just adopt out dogs and cats? Oh, yeah, I know. It's so funny that people think that's what shelters do. Shelters were never created to do that. Right. They were always, I mean, they originated to actually make the streets safer, get dogs off the streets. Nobody thought about cats, help horses, things like that. I know, isn't that terrible? <laughs> but that was in the 19th century. So very right. different. We do a lot of adoptions. I mean, we, even in the year with COVID, we did about what, Nina, 20,000, something like yes. that. Normally wow. we do about 35,000. So it was a, a lower number year, like every shelter in the United States. But mostly what we do, and, and in one sentence I can say, our mission is to make sure that the bond between people and pets is not broken. So that nobody ever has to relinquish a pet for any reason. And that if we can help them, that's what we're here for. And say that's, that one more time, because I love that. And I, if I was into a lot of tattoos, that would fill my forearm. Oh boy, what did I say? I think it you was uh, it was a few sentences. Yeah. Yeah, it's about not letting that bond get broken. And I think, you know, from someone that got, into, got a COVID puppy myself last year, even though I had a dog and I had another one before mm -hmm. that one, um, 
it helped me get through the pandemic and I think it's the best medicine on earth to help all of us get through these really rough years we're in now. So let's talk about your doggy prescriptions. I love, love, love Betty Crocker and I haven't seen her in several years. And then you pop in with Rosie. So tell us uh, ladies first, let's uh, older ladies first. Oh, Betty. Okay. Betty was actually our humane education dog in Washington, D.C. And wow. we actually, I got her as a puppy. She came from um, a shelter in West Virginia, very rural, and she was she came along with seven of her brothers and sisters, and I've seen that the, poor mom. Oh, and yeah, I know, I know. Could have been worse. So yeah. just having eight, it uh, could have been worse. But those dogs are huge. They're twice Betty's height. Betty is about seventy-five pounds, really? and she only comes up to maybe the your you know leg, calf? lower calf. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but to me, it's my knee. It's, <laughs> it's, it's my knee. <laughs> you didn't say waist, <laughs> so that's. But she, yeah. she's tiny. She was the runt of the litter, and she wow. was brindle. Everybody else was was black and white. And um, the nurses in my old hospital kidnapped her from the shelter and brought her across the hall to the hospital. And they said, here, here's your dog. Now be quiet. Because I was uh, so suffering through the decision on what to get yeah. after I lost my greyhound. So I got Betty. And uh, she's just, I love this dog so much, well, I can't even stand it. I'm just wondering if you're channeling your inner Gordon Ramsay, because her full name is? Oh, Betty Crocker. So are you Mr. Baker? Oh, God, no. Nobody wants me to bake or cook, believe me. No. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name? Well, I didn't name her. Oh. I didn't name her. The, the nurses did. And they named her uh, Betty because that seemed good. And then we thought we'd name her Betty Crocker. I helped them with that. Okay. Uh, but they, they, they suggested it so that kids would actually identify a pit bull. Because remember, her brothers and sisters are enormous pit, pit yeah. bulls. She doesn't look like that. for so right. I think she stowed away. But um, and that kids would actually feel comfortable with her because her name was the name of a cake mix. Yeah. But kids in what two thousand? When was she born? Two thousand and uh, I can't seven? do that quick. There. Seven. Thank you. There you go. I used to be a sports writer, so I have to think math real quick. There you go. I okay. should know when my, my kids are born. But yeah, yeah. two thousand seven. She was actually um, a time where kids didn't know what Betty Crocker was anymore. Oh. So it actually totally backfired. So we needed something with um, a, a rapper's name oh. or something else to make her happy um, <laughs> and and make them happy. But they loved her. Everybody yeah. loved her. She was a really good ambassador. And then she grew up and she ended up to be this beautiful, fat, lumpy, striped thing that did not resemble a pit bull or a lab or anything else. But I think she's a canine cocktail. She's a cocktail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, she is. Well, the thing I like about you, Dr. Gary, is that you were trying to champion for all pets. And I remember when you first came here, um, you created the unbelievable pit bull beauty contest. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, and you invited me to be a, quote, celebrity judge with some others. And these dogs were more accessorized than I am that knew how to put on little, they had little uh, painted nails. Oh, some of them but, did. Well, but it was I, all about... I regret that. <laughs> yeah, but tell us, so you, you're kind of... That. You know, pitties used to be, you know, uh, back in the day, they yeah. were protected kids. And so I really liked that you were very imaginative and broke out of the box, I guess. Yeah, I can't take credit for that. That was completely our communications department. And, but I can take credit for my own feelings of really wanting to support the pit bull, you know, breed such as it is right. because they are they are a complex they were breed. nanny dogs that's the word they were the nanny dog yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're wonderful dogs and we, we know that all of us knowing dogs know that but not the whole public doesn't know it and while we never thought that everybody would want to necessarily have a pit bull we really wanted to at least show them in what we knew they are they're big hearted happy dogs that absolutely love people 
Well, um, my friend and former neighbor, Jocelyn Shannon, got her pity mix from the San Diego Humane Society Oceanside and Panthers. Oceanside Panthers. Stella. Stella, that's a great name for and, a pet. And, it was, and Stella was a great dog, and Stan the man was the poodle mix, so we had Stanley and Stella. Oh, are you kidding? Really? And I played Blanche one day. I mean, oh, Blanche. <laughs> and she played Blanche. <laughs> but this is what I like. I think the secret to success is I wish we could get rid of some phrases. So I'm going to just ask you. The word rescue. And you see people who rescued who. You yeah. see things like that. I like the term shelter alum. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I. I don't think when people say that they rescued an animal from a shelter, it means, I mean, look, the other side of it is that they were in danger in the shelter. And yeah. in, in so many shelters, that's not the case. Most shelters, and I would actually go on to say that all shelters have the best intentions for animals. I do think, I yeah. do agree. Yes, I do. So rescuing them, yeah, or pulling animals, that old term, pulling animals from a shelter, sounds like you're pulling them out of harm's way, and yeah. it, it kind of denigrates the, the work that's being done in shelters. Right. So you got shelter, rescue, and the other one I want to get rid of, foster failure. I want to call it a foster success because you actually realized, I think this is going to work for both of us. I think foster failure, the only way reason that hangs on <laughs> is because, again, alliteration. So yeah. it's such a cute phrase. But honestly, when we foster an animal, we are hoping someone keeps them. Yeah. I, absolutely. There's no, we're not hiding that. Keep that animal. That's great. But tell us <laughs> the benefits for dogs and cats to be able to be in a home, whether it's going to be in a foster situation or it's going to be a foster success, and how important that is for that pet, for that dog or cat that came to your shelter? It was life-saving last year, really? no question. Like most shelters in the United States, we had a huge increase in foster families last year during the pandemic. They were tired of Netflixing, and that's, you know, you know, you can't only binge on Netflix so often. No, you can binge pretty much forever on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's even better when your dog or your cat is sitting with you watching it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And they're not in control of the remote. Well, it depends. Unless yeah. they chew the remote. It depends. But we had, at one point, we had 72% of our animals in foster. That's crazy No, that didn't last because okay. that's a huge number. So for us, we take care of upwards of forty to 50,000 animals a year. So 72% wow. of that would be a huge number of foster families. Right now, we're probably at about... 30% of our animals are in foster right now. Okay. And we have about 1,600 animals right now at San Diego Humane. But foster's huge. It saved saved us, absolutely saved us, because we didn't have the ability to have staff working in big groups. Right. And we didn't have the ability to do all the things we normally do because we were really all shut down, and people opened their homes. And you know what? This myth that everybody's going back to work and school and giving them back yes, up. Yes, please, let's dispel that. That's not happening. Okay. I mean, knock on wood, this is not wood, but knock on anything that it doesn't. <laughs> he didn't hit my head on the forehead, just tell you. <laughs> no. But that's the real scare that now that things are, well, we're slow to normalize. I, I don't even want to say that. Right. Depends on where you live. Yeah, it, yeah. it does. But we really, we, our goal is to have animals out of the shelter, even if they're not in their permanent homes. So if we can have most of our animals in foster, it lets us do other things, like really be out in the community providing the services that people need to hold on to their animals. Okay. So, and the old, the old idea that animals, you don't, you have a homeless animal or you have an animal that someone wants to surrender automatically they go to this weird building somewhere with weird smells yeah for them 
We want them to go to someone else's living room and then get placed in a permanent home so they never have to come through a shelter. Even one like ours that we're proud of, mm -hmm. it actually, oh, there's my youngster trying to get into our... our Rosie! Home. Rosie's trying to break into the interview. Come on in, Rosie. She is, and, and we forgot. I didn't. You know what? Rosie's saying, Arden, you said a lot about Betty Crocker. Can we just go back and and say a little bit about Rosie? Rosie. My Pardon my manners, Rosie. I know, my COVID popped. So, <laughs> Rosie, I, I lost my shepherd Jake about two years ago, and he was my... He I was, remember Jake. Yeah, Jake was my boy. And then a couple years without another one for Betty, uh, knowing that Betty wasn't thrilled about having dogs. But Rosie came to us last January 2022. Uh, she got hit by a truck, um, and we got her in. Uh, she had a broken tibia, broken fibula, a dislocated hip. That sounds like a Tiger Woods move. Her? Oh, that's so funny, Arden, because her injury was exactly Tiger Woods' injury, except for the hip. She had that, right. too. Right. But the tibia wow. smashed. Wow. So we fixed it here. And I walked into surgery one day. I wasn't doing the surgery, but I walked in and Dr. Clem, she's amazing here, Dr. Danielle Clem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. just phenomenal. She was fixing her tibia. And I said, what is that face underneath the drape? And she said, that's your next dog. And, oh. and it was. Yeah, and it was. Rosie, you won the She's a doll, but oh my God, you know when people say, I might be too old for a puppy, and I've been always saying no one's too old for a puppy. Yes, <laughs> you can be too old for a puppy. She's, yeah. a, she's a handful. She is a handful. <laughs> well, we were trying to get a photo, everyone, of Betty Cracker, Rosie, and Dr. Gary, and myself. She kept trying to photo bomb or leave or get into a play ball because her attention span is about the, the length of a nap. It's a second or two yeah. at the most. Yep, at the most. <laughs> But she's happy. She's happy. She's, a, she's one of the happiest things I've ever seen. Yeah. She really is. She's always smiling. She's always playing. She's, um, she's a handful, though. All right. Yep. So when people say, who the heck is Dr. Gary Weissman, I'm going to say things like, you have really strong typing fingers. What have you written? Eight books now? Oh, I don't even. Something. Nine? nine. Okay. <laughs> Not, Nina Thompson is confirming. It's nine. Well, I'm trying to keep up with you. Well, we have, you have a lot of books right here on the table in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually pair up and write one together. You heard there. it here. Boom. All right. All right. That's a deal. It's a All deal. Right. All right. So let's talk about these are National Geographic series. And talk about the purpose. I think the last one was Pounce. Was that it? Or, no, um, it was, or which one? Um, or Fetch? Yeah, there was something called a bookazine. I never even heard the term before. Bookazine. A bookazine. Book that's what that's what they call them. So it has to be under a hundred pages. So oh. it's a condensation, a condensed version of a larger book. So in oh. 2018, um, we published the oh the pet health guide. The complete the com guide. I can't remember the title of my own book. The complete guide to pet health, behavior, and happiness. So, but it was close to 500 pages. So yeah. the book of zine brought it down to 98 pages and wow. got published last year. So okay, that, I haven't seen yeah. that one yet. So oh yeah, I could, well, we'll get what we're going to do after the after this broadcast, uh, I'm signing mine, so there'll be a worth a nickel more. And then if you could sign I'll one for me, it'll be worth a nickel less. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, we're speaking with Dr. Gary Weissman. He is the president and he is a veterinarian at the San Diego Humane Society. We're going to take a quick break. So everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. 
Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Is your dog or cat prone to ear infections? Does your pet resist having his ears cleaned when they're inflamed or irritated? Are you also concerned about the overuse of antibiotics? Help is here. Zymox ear care products offer soothing relief and <laughs> you'll love this part. They don't require the ear to be cleaned before you apply the drops. It's as easy as fill, rub, and done. That means less touching of those sensitive ears to help create a soothing, fear-free experience. And you only apply once a day. Here's another perk. Zymox gets its effectiveness from enzymes, not antibiotics. That means no side effects and no antibiotic resistance. You can find these veterinarian recommended products through your veterinarian, most pet specialty retailers, and online. And here's a real treat. Yeah, I did say the word treat. You can save 20% off any Zymox or Oratine product on Zymox.com. Just enter the code ARDEN20 at checkout. That's ARDEN20. To learn more, visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X.com. Pause up. Pause up, everyone. Arden Moore here, the host of the OBH Show. Raise your paw if you love frozen desserts. I know I do. And so do my canine trio of Bujo, Kona, and Emma. They drool with delight when offered this sweet treat. And now all dogs will have plenty to yap about. That's because Ben and Jerry's has just unleashed not one, but two doggy desserts. Your dog can enjoy the Ponce Mix made with peanut butter and pretzel swirls or Rosie's Batch made with pumpkin and mini cookies or put a little of both in their bowl. Yum, yum for the tum-tum. Now, when you treat yourself to a bowl of your favorite Ben & Jerry's ice cream, mine is the classic Cherry Garcia, your dogs can enjoy the Ponce Mix or Rosie's Batch or a blend of both. Do you know what time it is? Why, it's Ben & Jerry's time. I see happy Bujo, Kona, and Emma heading my way. Check out the Ben & Jerry's doggy desserts at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Pause up. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, this is Katherine Heigl, and you are listening to Miss Arden Moore on OBHAVE on Pet Life Radio. Tune in for more fantastic ideas and tips for your dogs and cats and pets. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHAVE. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBH Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore, and I got one of the coolest veterinarians on the planet, and he is Dr. Gary Weissman. And we got to meet each other, and then the family called me to Dallas. So we didn't get to really have as much fun face-to-face -face as we could, but I'm just going to say I admire you from afar. Oh, and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> vice versa. Yeah. Here I got, you, have, you have good friends here, and you'll, be, right. you'll come you know, back. Definitely. COVID kind of threw everybody for a loop, but we're definitely going to come back. And I, I love letting people know about the San Diego Humane Society. I mean, I'm Casey's living proof that uh, good things come. So like I said, and I, you mentioned things have grown, and the identity has grown. Your purpose has grown. You have a behavior center now, mm -hmm. and talk about that. Yeah, that um, we opened a rudimentary one back in 2014, and the idea was that we we were done, 
euthanizing uh, large breed dogs, a uh, bully breed. Let's just right. say, let's just say what they were, because they were they took a little bit more, a uh, little bit of work. Not that they themselves right. are troubled dogs, but they were maybe not always in the best condition when we got them, or the environment they they came from wasn't optimal for mm-hmm. for them to learn training and all that. So we opened this up because we wanted to get to zero euthanasia in this county in uh, 2015, and we did. So we're at zero euthanasia. Wow. We were the largest city in the United States to be. I did not know that. Yeah, for the whole county, for animals in shelters. Very good. So that was the behavior center was instrumental in saving these animals. So we probably have had 2,000, 2,500 animals go through there since 2014. But in 2018. Wait a minute, let's go drum roll. We have a very low budget. That was a drum roll. That was <laughs> that was a drum roll. Well, we opened up a new center right here, right on the right on Gain Street, right on our central campus, and and it's great. And the idea for that is that we want to be the resource, a resource, not necessarily the. We want these to be everywhere, but we want to be a resource for our shelters all all throughout Southern California and throughout the United States if they need help with their animals in care. Like we it. want to take care of them at the behavior center. Well, I love that very much. And then, if you don't mind, we're going to have uh, Nina pop in over here. She took me on a tour of your kitten nursery. I'm so glad we have too many cats at our house because they're not going home. Sorry, Julie. But tell us a little bit about the benefit of having this quiet, self-contained building. I know you have one in Oceanside for the kitties so they don't hear. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about how this kitten place is really paying off for the kitties and for folks that dig cats? Sure, yeah, the kitten nursery is really a a special place because uh, we take in kittens who are newborn, which means that we can care for them 24 hours a day. The neonates, they need feeding every two hours and then every four hours and it goes on. So we're able to care for these kittens who otherwise would not have a chance. You had some colored uh, charts on the wall, so tell us about that. Yeah, the colored charts make it very easy for our caregivers to know um, the feeding times. So if you're a neonate, you're a transitional, you're in the socialization period, um, the the charts kind of outline the feeding times for all of the kittens. When you see these guys and gals, what does that do to your oxytocin level? Oh, aren't they so cute? I mean, everywhere you turn, they're just kittens and they're very cute. It makes me so happy that we're here for those kittens at San Diego Humane Society. Well, it is finally nice to meet you in person, or should I say person? Nina, I know, Dr. Gary's just scratching his head. You know, you've got to put up with me. This is me. That's me. So what do you think about any kind of things that are happening? You're having a kitten cafe or a cat cafe you're thinking about, or what's going on with that? Well, we do. We actually have a cat cafe here at our main shelter um, in San Diego, but... Yeah, no, Clear the Shelters is this weekend. That's the big thing for us right now. Tell us about it. That's actually when we hope to place more than 500 animals. Uh, For the last two years, we didn't do it last year because of COVID. Uh, It's actually, it's a national effort to place 25,000 animals throughout the United States. Is it always in the fall? It's always in August. So this year it's in September because it was a month long Clear the Shelters um, event because nobody throughout the country wanted to have big crowds at the shelters right. because of COVID. So the big event, such as it is, will be this Saturday, the 18th. Yep. I'm trying to think of what day it is. Yeah. And we just, we've just we got 500 animals available for adoption. So right. how do you do that? What's some things that might surprise people how you help clear the shelters? 
Well, uh, a lot of media. So just people talking about it, people like you, people like NBC that sponsors it, to actually get the word out and get people here. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we basically, in years past, have discounted or made the animals free. This year, we're not doing that, just because we we, we really we need the support, first, first yeah. of all. But we also didn't want to draw gigantic crowds all, all in one day, because that's kind of a free-for-all. And it's, right. it's so difficult for the, for the people yeah. and for the animals. But we're hoping that we'll be able to empty the buildings and get ready for the fall and start making plans for the next big season, which starts in the spring. So... Well, who would be a good person to adopt a senior dog or senior cat? Everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the bennies of a senior. Oh, they're great. You know what you're going to get. They're right there. And they're sweet, and they're not acting crazy like my Rosie <laughs> here at one years old. And yeah. they're usually housebroken and litter box trained. And, you know, we know them. We know what they're going to do. We know what their health issues are. We know what their behavior is. And also, honestly, we want to be human. And being human means opening up your heart to something that really needs you, and that's a senior animal. I don't know. They just they seem wise. They do seem wise, yeah. Wiser than a lot of people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's true. Yeah, we're, we're kind of a mess, yeah. <laughs> humans right now. So where do you see the San Diego Humane Society 10 years from now? Uh, you know, I think we're going to be mo- um, hopefully very, very focused on providing services to the community. So next year, we're, we're going to open up a veterinary hospital that'll uh, be uh, for people that are unable to utilize services in current private practices because of finances or oh, transportation. Excellent. So it'll make it accessible. So some um, folks that may be seniors that don't drive anymore, or some people on limited income. Limited income, but absolutely. They, they're very good as pet parents. Yeah, or the, and they have pets, but they might not be able to keep them because they can't access vet care. Okay. So we're going to remove that barrier Um, and open that up next year. We're also moving into Baja and opening up a program in Tijuana this January. Tell Uh, me about that. Well, it's actually, we want to go, we're partnering with the municipal uh, shelter in Tijuana. And we want to be there at least once a month providing supplies for people, vaccines, microchips, veterinary care, and spay-neuter. And they're doing a lot of it too. Para pero a... Gatos. You did better than I could. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, gonna have to. I'm gonna have to work on that before January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great thing. Uh, it's good. It'll. It's you know we want to be where the need is, and the need is everywhere, honestly. But yeah. we're right here. We're ten miles from the border. Eight. What yeah. is it? Ten. Yeah. yeah. So this is, yeah, and we don't want to go in there and just say, well, give us all the animals and we'll bring them to homes in San Diego. We want people to be able to care for their animals in Baja and give them all the support that they need, along with the municipal agency there to do it. So you talked about clearing the shelters. You talked about being able to provide a veterinary services for folks and now crossing the border. Yeah. And these aren't 10 years away. These are happening. Oh, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And anything else you want to highlight? Do you know we have a hippo? Excuse me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's always a good one to end on. Yeah, we have yeah. a 43-year-old, 43? 47. Is I can't it, even keep is up. Is the hippo here? She is not. She's in Ramona up at our oh. Project Wildlife Campus. Is she in a spa or something in Ramona? She's in spa. <laughs> she, she is in a spa. She has a pool. And What's up with her? She's a, name? Her name is Hannah Shirley. And Hannah she, Shirley, so she has a middle name. She has, I think it's one of those hyphenated names. Oh, excuse yeah. me. I don't she's know a southerner. Oh, okay. She's a southerner. How did you get? Well, we got her out of someone's yard in Escondido. Are you kidding me? In 2002. Me? Um, and actually, our campus director up there, Andy Blue, was with the San Diego Zoo for uh, many 
decades. Right. And he actually was there to rescue that, and that was a rescue, to rescue that hippo out of that yard in Escondido. The hippo got too big, which one would think you would know that that was going to happen. Right. But the hippo got too big and ended up in Ramona. And then we acquired the Ramona facility in November or September last year. I can't remember. It's all, it's all, last year was a blur for everybody, right. but last year, and so we have that hippo up there and <laughs> taking good care of her. Have you met the hippo? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys bond? Well, uh, it's hard to know. I bonded with her. I don't know <laughs> if she bonded with me, <laughs> but we have, we have, we have black bears. Uh, we have one black bear up there. Uh, oh. Lots of animals. Please tell me that the bear's name isn't Boo Boo. It's Benji. Oh, Benji. Yeah. Okay. It's close to Boo Boo, isn't Very it? Close. Yeah. So. When you're not helping people help pets, what is something that might surprise people about you that you love to do or maybe, you know, when you just need to break? Um, that's a good question. Well, I don't know. I don't need a break. Okay. You're, yeah. You're, this is a passion. This is not a job. No, not at all. Well, so. there's days. There are days. Okay, let's be honest. All there right, are days. Right, there right, are days. Right, right, right. No, you know, I listen, I think that the biggest thing really is um, to live somewhere where you can do things that, that feed your soul, but also you're surrounded by good people to do that. Yeah, you've got a pretty good team. Really good. We've got Nina right here, and I got to tell you, Nina, you rock. I wouldn't mind traveling, and Nina's from Sweden, so... One day, I, I want to go to, I, I've been to Stockholm once for a minute, but I want to go, nice. and I want Nina to tell me where to go visit. My grandma was Swedish. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah and my other grandma was half Indian, so this is what happened. Okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> go in the summer. When go in the summer, Nina says. Everybody, uh, go in the summer in Sweden. Hopefully, we all can travel even more 2022. Hey, guys. We want you to learn more about all the great things that are happening here at the San Diego Humane Society. So you want to go ahead and give that uh, website? Sure, sdhumane.org. sdhumane.org. This is not the last time we're going to have him on the show. I am very, very happy to be here. I feel like a Labrador puppy dog. That's great. Your tail's been wagging the whole, the whole time. So good. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. Also, I want to be a big shout out to Mark Winter. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. I call him the surgeon of sound. Yeah, he's the uh, producer of each and every show on the Pet Life Radio Network. As you know, is the number one pet podcast on the planet. Hop, hop, hop of the peas. And humbly, this show now is the longest continuously running pet podcast. We've been on the air since 07. So I'm kind of hard to get rid of. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, check out ArdenMoore.com if you would. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two-, three-, and four-leggers out there. All behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>